0: Hi, I'm Lauren Burdett, and you're listening to Life as Spiritual Practice, a podcast where we explore what it's like to experience ordinary aspects of life as ways to connect with the divine. If you are feeling stuck in your spiritual journey and looking for new ways to deepen your relationship with the holy, this might be the inspiration you've been looking for. Before we get started, a disclaimer. I'm a spiritual director by practice, and one of the ways I listen is through silence. I will use silence in our conversation today to savor what my guest is sharing and to listen for where the conversation should flow next. These pauses could feel awkward, but I invite you to enter them with me. When there is a pause, take it as an invitation to notice what is happening within your own soul. I am delighted to introduce today's guest, Katherine Joston. Catherine is an artist, educator, speaker, as well as founder and director of the Global Art Project for Peace, a multicultural celebration of peace and diversity that has involved over 155,000 participants in 96 countries. Nominated for a UNESCO prize, her work inspires personal and social evolution through creativity. I feel very privileged to say that she is also my aunt. Catherine, welcome. Thank you, Lauren. I'm
1: thrilled to be um, experiencing this with you today.
0: Yeah, thank you. I am so curious to hear about your relationship with art and the way that you experience that as a spiritual practice.
1: Well, I'm happy to answer any questions <laughs> about it that you have because it's, it's been a life journey, you know, and an, mm. uh, an entire life path that you know, I didn't realize that's the path I was going to be on when I first started out. But um, it's, it's been a, a, a truly joyful life experience. Mm.
0: Tell me about that beginning. How did it start for you? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I always had,
1: I was always involved in creativity in one form or another, whether it be writing mm. or theater or, um, gosh, just all aspects of creativity. But when I was in my early 20s, I had a really intense out-of-body experience. Oh. And um, I, it, I was up really late one night contemplating the big question, who am I? And I started mm-hmm. having um, a really shrill ringing in my ear. And I knew it wasn't a normal ringing. It was much louder and more intense and I, I just knew something was going to happen So I went into my bedroom and I laid down and as soon as I laid down my consciousness just started started going down into this swirling vortex of energy that was so intense and I was I It wow. just freaked me out. I was I was mm-hmm. so frightened and my fear brought me out of it because I didn't know what was happening And um, because my fear brought me out of it, I was angry at myself. And I thought, well, if this ever happens again, you'd better go with it um, because you could learn something. So sure enough, the next night I'm up and and the same thing happened. I hear this uh, intense ringing. So I lie down on my bed. And and again, my consciousness just started going down into this swirling vortex of energy. And I, I just had a feeling I was leaving this reality and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to come back and again my fear brought me out of it but um Mm -hmm. and and again I you know I was angry at myself saying that I need to have the courage if this happens again to just go with it well sure enough it happened again the next night and Uh the third time I did have the courage to allow myself to just go with this energy and it was it um it it felt like being in the center of a tornado, and I just started going down, and I I suddenly mentally gave a call for help, and when I did that, it was as if I was speeding through space, space with stars, planets, galaxies rushing past me, and all of my senses were heightened far beyond anything that I knew to be possible, and um, it, it made this reality seem very, very, um, unreal in comparison Mm -hmm. to the intensity of that reality. But eventually I stopped and a group of symbols slowly started floating by and then another group of symbols floated by. And and, um, eventually I came out of the experience. And when I did, I had a whole lot of knowings on many levels that I hadn't had before Mm -hmm. about time, space, and energy, and that we are all one, which I always believed, but, you know, I felt it even on a physical, emotional level. And and I also had an understanding that there is no death, that which I, I always believe that too, but this on an, even a cellular level, you know, I realized wow. that there is so much more than this reality. And um, because it was such a visual experience, um, I decided that I wanted to continue having these experiences and have a form to put them in. So I had already had a degree in English, but I went back to school and got um, another degree, a BFA in visual art and my MFA in art. And a whole body of work called Origins just started pouring out of me um, related to this experience that I had. So I'm putting it in a form that I can share with people. Sorry, I'm going on wow. so much, but it wasn't <laughs> was well, the, the, and I, I always did love art, and I played around with yeah. art, but, but because of this experience, I knew that I wanted to really go back to school and, and learn as much as I could so that I would have the proper form to put it in so I could share it.
0: Wow. I hadn't realized that the visions preceded the calling to art you know and and not that you weren't already an artist like you said you know not that you weren't already creative but it's the visions shaped your call
1: it absolutely did it totally it was one of those you know I I had read about people you know have that something in their life happens that changes the course of their life Mm -hmm. and that experience absolutely changed the course of my life and I, I really have a clear belief that that it was what I was meant to do when I came into this life. And that was a reminder of, this is what, this is what you came to do. This is what you're doing. And, you know, prior to that time, I did have a little feeling of, well, I'm just not doing what I feel like, you know, it's like, but once I started on this path, it's like, it's been such a clear joyous knowing that I am on my path. This, it feels so right. And I know I'm doing exactly what I came here to do. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm curious about, you talked about the fear and your fear pulling you out. And yet yeah. there was this curiosity that you didn't want to stay out. You know, I'm thinking it would have been easy to just write it off. You know, I think it would have been easy to say, okay, well that was weird, you know, and yeah, you wanted to go back. You wanted, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about that desire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even before that time, I think, you know, I'm one of these people that came into the world going, oh, wow, look at this. What mm-hmm. is this? You know, and I never believe the rote answers that you're just given. Mm-hmm. I, I really always believe that we have it within ourselves to find our own answer. And the best answers for ourselves come from within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I always questioned and I used to, I always, I used to um, really meditate with the with the intent of, okay, I want to, I want to learn more about my consciousness. I want to find mm-hmm. out more about who I am, um, because that finding out more about who you are is, you know, and sharing it, it lets everyone know more about who we are and what mm-hmm. the world is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I would lie down and, and meditate with that intent of, um, expanding my consciousness and seeing seeing what levels of reality I could travel into. But, but it was never, ever anything as intense as that experience that happened. Um.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you had no idea that that was what was coming. No.
1: (laughs) No, and and I didn't, didn't, it wasn't an intent of going, okay, I want to have, you know, go down into, you know, no, it was because I wasn't even thinking about that at the time. Mm -hmm. In fact, I so clearly remember I loved poetry. My first degree was English. I was reading a a Walt Whitman poem, Mm -hmm. Out of the Cradle, Endlessly Rocking. I still remember that. And while I was reading it, it's like, that's when, and I was thinking about who am I, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's when I started having that shrill ringing, and it was the, I think, because when you read poetry, or you're involved in any form of creativity, you are in that state of receivership, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about any form of creativity, and that's what I try to teach when I teach, um, mm-hmm. when I teach art, is, to me, it's, it's teaching people to go within themselves and receive um, because our our inner selves speak to us. And many Mm -hmm. times our inner self speaks to us through symbols and visions and colors. Um, But it's a way of finding out who we are, you know, and and connecting up with source. That's for me, that's Mm -hmm. the most important reason why I do this because when I'm involved in a creative endeavor, I feel like I'm connected up with the source of my wisdom um, and, and, and I try to, you know, when I teach people art, it's not just about, okay, you're, you're putting down what you see, you know, in physical reality, but it's a way of going inside yourself and bringing something out, you know, about your inner self. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> and was that, is, I hear that, I hear you went back to school with this strong and intense and deep vision of what you wanted to create and, and why you were choosing art. I'm curious how that matched up for you with, with your education. Like I would imagine it was challenging to be in a university setting, holding that vision.
1: Well, it was interesting. (laughs) It was interesting um, because you know on some ways it was in an undergraduate school like at the Atlanta mm-hmm. College of Art which was one of the nine independent colleges of art affiliated with the San Francisco Art Institute and the Chicago Art Institute and um but um when i was in undergraduate school we weren't you know we didn't we had to do the assignments and that was fine because i loved doing mm-hmm. it you know and i loved mm-hmm. doing all that but by our final year, we're left alone to do whatever we want. Well, most of the students were just freaking out because they didn't know what they were going to do. And that mm-hmm. was the hardest part. And even into graduate school, so many of them were were still trying to find their voice, you know, mm-hmm. which, which is normal and natural because it takes mm-hmm. a while, you know. But for me, I mean, immediately this work just started coming out. But the strain, the difficult thing for me was that it was work that didn't look like other people's work, and this isn't work that is classical art, you know, that yeah. it, it looked different from anything I'd ever seen before, and so it was really, really scary, so I would stop myself, and I would, you know, I'd go, this mm. isn't art, what, what is What? this coming out of me, what is this, and, and it was just, it, it was, I didn't trust myself back then, mm. but through the years, I have learned that, and, yes, through the years, I've learned that, no matter how strange it seems, no matter how weird it seems, I have to just do it. I have to follow my intuition and my creativity and let it take me wherever it's going to take me, even when it seems so bizarre and not like, quote, art. Um, because if I don't do it, it's going to bug me until I do it, and it will, will not let me go. And it's going to be in there yammering in my head going, you need to do this. <laughs> and I don't do it, and I don't do it and finally I do it and it's like, okay, (laughs) one, one strange example when I was in graduate school, I was my, I was a a painter and, um, but one semester, you know, I I was already doing my whole origins installation, which Mm. it's a body of work that started in graduate. Well, actually my final year of undergraduate school and we were allowed to do whatever we wanted. This body of work started coming out, but, um, when I was in graduate school, um, I started making these little clay, uh, for lack of a better word, nubs. They're about Mm. three or four inches high and they're just little clay nubs. And then I would rub iron oxide on them. So it was a very soft black. Mm. And there were, you know, I'd be, I I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't paint for some reason. I had to do these little weird things so that the entire floor of my studio had these little weird things and my major professor would come in and go, what are you doing? And I'd say, I don't know. He goes, well, why are you doing it? And, and as long as you're able to, you know, have a reason for what you're doing, then it makes sense to your whatever. <laughs> but I didn't know why I was doing this. I just knew that I absolutely had to do it. Well, only later did, and that's another story, this, this writing started coming out of me, that and and the and a part of the writing was saying we are earth tongues speaking, we are earth tongues chanting, and I went, oh my god, these are earth tongues, which sounds really strange if you haven't seen my installation, because these little <laughs> these little things all over the floor are these speaking the voice, and it's 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 the voices of nature speaking. Um, and it goes with my whole installation. And then the whole installation ended up saying, which, and I'm still working on it. It's been a lifetime work that, and there's still so much in me that needs to come out. I still, you know, there, there's still parts of it. But, um, it's the whole installation origins is saying three main things. We are all one. There is no death. We are not alone. And those are the three main things that the installation say. And and really those are the main things that were implanted in my being when I had that intense out-of-body experience, you know, and I'm still, I'm still expressing these things out into the world through my art.
0: Yeah. And can you, can you take me inside each of those a little bit? What, how oh, has, those three, how, yeah, those three phrases, how have they, your kind of understanding of them, how has that grown or changed?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting too. We mm-hmm. are all one. There is no death. We are not alone. And the first one, mm-hmm. we are all one. Well, after after working on my installation for 12 years, I received the inspiration to start a new part of the project which became its own thing that's the global art project for peace Mm -hmm. and when I first received the inspiration it was 1991 and um, I was working on the installation and I knew love was a part of the installation and I you know I first saw hearts you know and I went no it's not going to be hearts and this isn't and I thought this isn't oh that's what it was it was hearts and but I knew it wasn't going to be painted I knew it needed to be three dimensional, but then I went, no, it's not three dimensional. And this is over a period of two years. It was kept honing itself. And, and then I realized, no, I'm, I need to go around the world and have children create art. And and then it was, no, it needs to be anyone, anywhere, you know, not Mm -hmm. just children, but anyone, anywhere can participate. And then it morphed into that anyone, anywhere could, Create art expressing their personal vision of global peace and love and goodwill that they would then exchange with the participant in another location. So, after two years, you know, I finally honed it down so that it was simple enough that anyone anywhere could participate yeah. and yet profound enough that it would express the idea we are all one. Yeah. So, the Global Art Project, I started a nonprofit, I started working on it full time after after you know, two years of honing it down. Mm-hmm. In 1993, I started working on it full time, and it, it did become a biannual event. It's an international art exchange for peace that happens every two years. And as I said, participants create a work of art. Mm-hmm. Anyone anywhere creates a work of art expressing their personal vision of global peace and goodwill. We match them with the participant in another location. And during the last week of April, April 23rd through 30th, each participant exchanges their art with another person or group. And I wasn't thinking about schools when I started it, but it's really caught on in schools because it's a Mm -hmm. great way for teachers to teach not only art, but to have a meaning behind it and a cultural exchange. Mm -hmm. So we've had participants uh, we've had schools from nursery schools and kindergartens through entire graduate programs that have participated. And there have been some colleges and universities that have created <laughs> courses specifically for their students to participate and and to get the communities involved. For example, in Taiwan, the Tainan Community University had a class of 50 students that participated. And they each of the students had to, they created a group artwork they had to um, get community members involved in participating and um, and each one um, oh, created a little video of them speaking in, in Chinese and English um, and then they had an exhibition of the art that they created before they sent it off and we do encourage people to besides sending the art to include a personal note and a photo but um, also we encourage them to. Um, Show their artwork or share their artwork in some way with their local community before they send it off, and many communities mm-hmm. have an exhibition of the art that they've received. So there have been hundreds mm-hmm. of local exhibitions of art received from around the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that. That was an example of how the we are all one part, um, yeah. has gone out into the world. And what it f- felt like for me, see, the whole time I was doing origins, I, w- I mm. pretty much only wore black <laughs> and I was, mm. and I was very, very introspective and meditative and in my studio yeah. working every day to receive, to receive this. And, but to be, to do the, global art project is just the opposite i have to be totally out into the world totally speaking with people and interacting with people so it, it almost was the the yang counterpart to the yin of yeah. the origins or you know like with like with any creative process you first go inside to receive mm-hmm. that you know and the origins is the receiving part and then you have to be physical to make it real in the world so it really is i'm just Realizing this now, <laughs> it 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 really is exactly what the how the creative pro- like if you're writing a book like you did, you know, you first have to go inside and then yeah yeah and and that to me is a really important part of the global art project and I tell mm-hmm. people that that the most important part of the project and and the hardest part is going inside and imagining that peace is possible and mm-hmm. really feeling inside that you have a feeling of love and peace towards people, which can be a really difficult thing with mm-hmm. everything that's going on in the, in the larger world or in your family or in your community. So, you know, imagining and, and generating the feeling that peace is possible is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that feeling, then you have to put it in some kind of form to share it. So it's, a, it's definitely a two-part yin-yang process.
0: It is. Yeah. You, and you have to, you have to let it flow out you have to let yeah. the one flow into the other.
1: Yeah. And you can't go, this isn't art. This isn't, this isn't right. good enough. You know, and that's what stops so many artists. This isn't, you know, this isn't the way art should look. This isn't yeah. the way, you know, but this, you know, but we each have to listen to our own voice. And, you know, that's what one participant told me that, you know, it's, it's allowing people to trust their own inner voice that it's important and what they, what each person has to say is important um, mm-hmm. towards the whole process of the world, living in the world and creating our world. Each voice is important. And, and that's the other thing. The Global Art Project celebrates diversity. You know, mm-hmm. it's about celebrating that we're all different and wow, mm-hmm. isn't that wonderful? <laughs> mm-hmm. Rather than, than fearing um fearing differences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's
1: your, yeah, you asked me about I said we are all one, there is no death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that one. Yeah. You know, and that's the, the meditation part I think, because just that's why I think meditation is by far the most important thing that a person can do because it really mm-hmm. keeps you connected. And, and by going inside, you feel your eternal presence. You, you un- have an understanding that, yeah. that, that our being is far more than physical and continues on. It, it was there before the physical and will continue after the physical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I'm sitting in my living room and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead of me is, is a placard. It's what was on the wall for my Origins exhibition. And it's mm-hmm. the very first poem that is part of the exhibition. And it says, Origins, I am the obsidian bird. Stare into my green eye and you will see. There is no death, only constant new beginnings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the third one, We Are Not Alone that part is really important to me too. Um, it's an understanding that it isn't just humans that are Mm -hmm. aware and alive, but all the beings that we share the earth with are aware and alive Mm -hmm. and not just physical beings, but there are beings on other planes and dimensions, um, that we can have contact with. Um, and there, again, why meditation is so important, because it's through meditation that we can have that contact with, with other forms of being. You know, I have three main passions, and one of them was origins, which we've already mm-hmm. talked about. The other was the Global Art Project for, for Peace, but I also used to teach workshops in communicating with nature, and mm-hmm. also workshops in creating art and collaboration with nature. And in those workshops, people learn that we are not alone. They learn that we are all one with all the beings of Earth, you know, and not just Earth, but all beings of all realms. And in the communicating with nature workshop, um, each participant would select one element of nature that they would work with for the entire work, you know, weekend workshop or week long workshop, Mm -hmm. whether it be a tree or a brook or the wind or birds. And, and they would have communicate, they would end up, you know, I would, I, I, would give them, you know, step by step, show them how they can actually have communication with these beings. And then the final step was becoming one with that being. And mm-hmm. every single time I gave the workshop, something truly profound would happen that just, you know, it, it would just, mm-hmm. you know, show people that, that we are connected to all other beings and we can have communication.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? But can you share about a time, a time that you've been able to communicate with nature in that way, or with something in nature?
1: Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, this was many, many years ago, and I, um, gee, um, my boyfriend at the time, um, mm. we were uh, we were camping in Montana, and it was the side of a, gosh, the side of a hill or cliff or mountain. Um, But it was very slopey, I remember, and we were in a tent. It was very, very late. It it was late at night, and we we were having a full busy day the next day. We had to get up early um, Mm. because of what we were doing the next day. It was for work-wise, and the wind came up, and a storm came up, and (laughs) – I I know that you know what I mean if you've ever been in a tent and all night long the the wind is just flapping the tent and flapping the tent it's Mm -hmm. making so much noise and it just and it just went on for hours and it just wouldn't stop it's like I knew we needed to get some sleep so yeah I think you know at the time I think how audacious I was to think that I could do this but I finally just sat up and I went okay we can't control nature But we, and this was before I ever started thinking about giving workshops, you know, or anything. It just was something that happened. But, you know, I sat up and I, you know, closed my eyes and I went inside and I thought, okay, we can't control nature, but we can become one with nature. So I went inside with the intent of becoming one with the wind. And I'm sitting there with this intent, very quiet, very focused, and all of a sudden I felt this I felt the energy of my being and there was a sound associated with it and it just flew out of the top of my head and it went wow. and and in that I'm I'm getting goosebumps as I say it but in that instant as my I don't know spirit flew out of me it it felt as if I encompassed everything and in that instant everything became totally still and quiet. Mm. And I knew that, that I had become the wind and I had wow. stopped the wind. Yeah. So, th- and those are the things that I talk about and, you know, in the mm-hmm. workshop, um, which I haven't given for years and years because the global art project really has mm-hmm. taken over my life and I mm-hmm. don't have too much more. I, I'm not in my studio as i much as I want to be or need, you know, um, I'm, I still have my studio and I still get over there and um, but there's so many things I want to do with the global art project too. I feel like I need to clone myself because there's so many, there's so many things I want to do. I want to give those workshops and I want to do origins and I want to do the global art project and yeah, there, yeah, which, which is great. It's wonderful to feel that way to, to, to get up and know, wow, there's so many things that you want to do.
0: Yeah. To have that abundance yeah it does it makes it hard to it makes it hard to decide what to do you
1: know no oftentimes you just you just know Mm -hmm. but 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 I have but I do have to say in the back and and I try to let this go but in the back of my mind there's this nagging of I need to get to the studio I want to get this done I want to do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but yeah there's so many things yeah, and, and I feel like that's life. You never, you never get everything done because there's always more and that's evolution and that's life, you know, mm-hmm. always knowing, okay, here's the next step for you to do. And
0: yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking about how your art, how it has always been spiritual practice. You know it's it's always been a way of connecting with and experiencing source or the divine or other and i'm curious you know through your years of, of faithfulness to that practice what how has your understanding of of the divine been shaped
1: Gosh, I don't know, but I I think I'm not quite. I you know I'd have to sit with that for a while to come to to answer really mm-hmm. profoundly how it has changed. It's funny. It's funny when you were talking. I had an image of when I was a child, a little girl. I so clearly remember. Remember when the sun would be behind the clouds and there's all those rays coming out. <laughs> and i would i would always think that's god you know yeah. that's god you know and that's the rays of god you know and um and I, I don't know if i knew back then if i had an understanding that that we are god that god that i am god you know god mm-hmm. is in me or you know whatever word you want to call for it, the the divine or the source is right within me mm-hmm. And not only me, but in everyone and everything, you know it's like God is everything you know, or the the source, the divine is everything, and I don't know if i and and I think you know just through personal experience and through our spiritual practices and the experiences that we have with people every day, you know we become uh, deeper. And more understanding, and our aware our our awareness expands. I guess that's what it is. The more our awareness expands, the more our concept of God expands, or the divine, or the the source, or all that is, yeah. you know, which is what's so wonderful about us expanding expands the universe. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm expressing it clearly. It's it's hard to have words. Yes. Um, but the depth, the depth of understanding constantly grows. I guess that's what it is. And and to put words to in what way it's gr- growing, I it's that's hard to say because it encompasses so much.
0: Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that. Yeah. Both both the personal and the universal. You know that it's that each of us, our personal, individual expressions matter and that they are all connected.
1: You know, I had, this just led me to think, I, I, for so many years, I've always had this feeling of, I want to be everyone, everywhere, all at once, doing everything. Mm. And I would have this long, this feeling inside me, this really intense feeling, I want to be everyone, everywhere, all at once, doing anything, everything. And I suddenly realized, oh, that would be the experience of God. I want to be God. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and and I had an experience at one time in which it was as if my consciousness opened up and I had a glimmer of what that would be like to to be everyone everywhere all at once doing everything, that mm. energy. But also, I, mm. I had an experience once when I, I was sort of in that state between sleeping and waking. I wasn't... Mm. I, I wasn't dreaming, you know, I, I, I was much closer to this reality. But I suddenly was totally, completely aware that, well, a part of me got up. There was, a, there was one me that was lying in the bed, another me that got up and walked to the end of the room. And there was another me that was aware of both of those me's. And each of, mm-hmm. this is hard to explain, but each of those me's had a, a stream of consciousness that I, I, that the third me was clearly aware of what each one was thinking and doing. And that just made me think, oh my God, imagine what it would be to be that awareness that was totally aware of every single being, their stream of consciousness and what they were. Do you see where? Yeah, <laughs> And, yeah. and it was like, oh my God, you know, because just to, to, to be aware of three simultaneous streams of consciousness. And then I thought, oh my God, imagine what it would be to be the source or all that is, that is aware of every single one of these streams of consciousness and is the greater being of it all. (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) And did that feel, listening to you describe it, I think, oh, and that sounds exhausting. (laughs)
1: And but but that's the amazing oh, yeah. thing. It wasn't. Wow. That's that's what was so amazing about it, that mm-hmm. it was just normal and natural. It was yeah. yeah, it was it was like these whole other lines in your in your awareness opened up and and it sounds impossible with our one little stream of, of awareness, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It, it just opened up and I was aware of it. And that again led me to think, oh my God, just imagine the being that is aware of every single mm. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, but it also showed me it is possible. That's the thing. It showed mm. me that, oh my God, there is the possibility of having these so much greater awarenesses. Wow. Yeah. And I get that. That's what I've always, I you don't know, I've, I've always. Want it to explore my consciousness and explore what awareness is and what is reality. And I think let's see if I can remember. You know, I always say about my artwork that um, I create art as a means to experience and share personal, intimate revelations concerning the nature of reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like it is. You know, I, I'm experiencing these, these personal, intimate revelations about. Reality and then sharing them
0: hmm. yeah, which then yeah, invites others into that right and and hopefully shifts the the one who experiences it shifts their experience of reality, and
1: i I'm sorry, I didn't catch what you what
0: you oh, I was just saying that in sharing that art that then the viewer experiences their reality being shifted, yeah. Yeah. And as you were describing that, you know, those different streams of consciousness, it reminded me of the Global Art Project.
1: Oh, But well, that that's funny that
0: you should say that, because,
1: because, you know, I, I, t- I, when I talk about the project, I say, well, it's, you know, it's, it's as if, since we are all one, it's as if, everyone out there doing it is me it's an expansion of my art out in, it's an expansion of me out into the world because if we are all one it's expanding my own artwork out into the world <laughs> Yeah. but i never thought about it in the exact mm-hmm. terms that you just said you know
0: mm-hmm. these other
1: streams of consciousness
0: yeah cool so connected it is cool and it's um yeah, you know, I just, I love the Global Art Project, and I love the gift that it's been to me and to my children, and I think about your experience of art as a spiritual practice, and I feel like the Global Art Project invites others into that, because you, you mentioned earlier, you can feel like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a good artist, or this, this isn't right, or it's not good enough, and with the global art project, you're saying, no, it's, it's your vision that matters. It's what you're bringing to it that matters. And if you can bring that, then you're an artist. If you can bring that into the world, then you are an artist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, over the years, some people have said, oh, well, you need to make it a contest and have, you know, and give, and it's like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) This is not a con, this isn't about who makes the best art. You know, it's really important. I tell people, it, the art doesn't matter at all. It's your personal expression of love and peace from the heart that you're yeah. giving another person. So it's it's your gift from the heart. It doesn't at all matter how good it is. Or the only thing that matters is that it's it's your personal expression from the heart. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think all great art is, you know, a personal expression of love from the heart, really you know um you know it's funny and i don't remember if it was maya angelo or who it was that said but i always remembered someone said that a genius is someone who's connected to the source or connected Mm -hmm. to god and is aware and knows it you know Mm -hmm. we're all connected but there are many people who don't realize that they're connected um Mm -hmm. and it's that that having an understanding that that we are connected to the source and and the only way you can be connected is by going inside. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's the only way anyone can live an authentic life. An authentic life is lived inside out, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. that you have to be listening to yourself, not listening to what society or anyone else says. And, and I, you know, I had a problem with that in graduate school because I know my main professor, he was like, well, why are you... Why are you you know you don't why are you saying these things? you know to him it was it mm-hmm. i don't know spirituality was always such an important part of my work and and if yeah. if, if, if to me if it couldn't be then what would be the person of um reason for even doing it purpose of yeah. doing it you know yeah um because the what is so joyous and so exciting mm-hmm. is that feeling of rightness and connection that you have when you're in the process of creating, yeah. you know, when there is no time, you don't know how long time has gone by, but you're so in the pro- you're so connected up mm-hmm. that it just feels so right. And it's that feeling of rightness is, that is so joyful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how to have a joyful life, you know, is, is to mm-hmm. live it. Well, as I said, inside out and be connected. Yeah. yeah. And that
0: listening, that listening to what needs to be made in the moment, yeah. and that, you know, even making those little ceramic nubs, you didn't know <laughs> you, were you know, you know
1: what it felt like, what it felt like at the time, you know, that movie, I think it was E.T., where, where the actor is, has mashed potatoes, and he's building this yes. mound of mashed yeah. potatoes, and going, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And I always, and I thought of that when I was making these nubs, you know, I was like, why am I doing this? I must be crazy, you know, and it wasn't for a long time after that 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 the writing started coming out saying we were earth tongues speaking we are earth tongues chanting it was like oh my god they're earth tongues but i never would you know but if i would have stopped myself and said no, this is stupid i'm not going to do this i need to you know make something pretty that will look good over someone's sofa you
0: know Mm -hmm. then
1: yeah i mean not that i mean you know what I'm saying. Right, <laughs> not that to, that's
0: not a valid art, but that wasn't what
1: you exactly, to make Exactly, exactly, <laughs> but not what I needed to be doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it, w- it was that way when the writing started coming out. That, that was really strange how that, that all started coming out. Yeah. I was, when I was in graduate school, I had been, you know, working on origins, which I didn't realize at the time that it was going to be called origins or anything. I was just doing these paintings and there was a painting I was working on. And while I was working on it, I would constantly hear this chanting in my head and it would go, it was a really deep bass sound chanting. And I would constantly hear this chant. So one, one night when I'm, I'm sitting up in bed and I took a little pad of paper and I I thought, I'm going to phonetically spell out mm. these words. And, it, you know, I spelled out Wumbala Wom, wombalina lay. And when I got done writing that out, my hand just kept writing mm. and writing and writing. And my hand just was moving. And I didn't have the slightest idea what I was writing, but my hand just kept writing and writing and writing until I was all out of paper. And wow. I went, whoa, what was that all about? Well, it was in a script that was in English, but it clearly, you know, I knew it m- made sense because as I'm writing it, I could feel an inflection inside mm-hmm. of me. It was like there was inflection. It was like there was something meaningful about it, but I didn't have a clue what it meant. And then after that, you know, and I had goosebumps, you know, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, what was that about? So then I would go into my studio to work and I'm in graduate school, you know. And I wouldn't be able to work. I mean, I just couldn't work. So I would sit down at my desk with a pad of paper and a pen and my hand would just start writing and it would just write and write. And sometimes it was in English and sometimes it was this other script. Well, and that was in nineteen sixty-six and 67 is when that happened. And or I would get a really bad headache and it, the headache wouldn't go away until I would sit down with a pad of paper and let my hand write. And I wouldn't know what I had written until afterwards. Well, those words became the, um, it's the full transcript to my origins installation. Um, Mm. and, and it's, I, I had already had a degree in English and I knew this isn't poetry like poetry should be. Mm. And, um, I, the, the very first exhibition I was offered after I got out of graduate school was at the University of the um, University of Arizona Museum of Art, mm. and so I knew this was an academic setting, and I was really, really scared about using the words on the wall in between, you know, my big sets of paintings in the mm. installation because because it was an academic setting. I knew this wasn't. Yeah. The, it was it was very spiritual sounding, you know, and. Mm. Um, And I remember the director of the museum, you know, I told him I wanted to use the words and he said, well, that's okay. We'll do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, no one ever reads the words at an Mm -hmm. art exhibition. And I said, well, I don't care. I'm going to use these words. And I was really afraid to use them. Well, after the exhibition was all over the director, he's scratching his head. And he said to me, you know, it was the strangest thing I would stand and watch. And just about everyone who walked came in would go around and read every single one of the poetry. <laughs> wow. It was because the poetry works, it works with the visuals, mm-hmm. but on another level. And mm-hmm. so you have a whole different feeling with the visuals when you're reading the poetry with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the automatic script that I originally, that wasn't English, was so beautiful. It looked Arabic or... Or um, Sanskrit, um, and uh, it, it was so visually beautiful that I always wanted a form to be able to include it in my paintings. But there was never the right form until, mm-hmm. until actually, I'm looking at it now because I have one of them in my living room. I'm sitting on my sofa looking at this big round painting. It's um, it's 60 inches round, mm-hmm. and it's there's a white center. It's the sort. It's called source recordings. Because it, yeah. it's recordings from the source, you know, or the mm. divine, and it's it's inscribed in circles around the source, and mm. there are a few English words to it about um, of the voices of nature speaking, and mm. anyway, but I forgot how we mm. I forget now how we got off on this one. But
0: <laughs> I think it just wanted to be told.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Mm. it's funny when we first started when I, I didn't realize how long you know the interview would be and when you said oh yeah. it could be 45 or 50 I thought oh my god what are we going to talk about <laughs> for that long but, <laughs> Here we but, are. but and then I started thinking oh that's right I heard her say that there would be quiet moments I need to be quiet for a while. <laughs>
0: I've, I've just been going on and on you know? <laughs> oh, no it's been it's been wonderful and that um yeah that closing story about and that deep listening and letting what comes come out and
1: well and you know what's exciting for me is you've been my niece all these years and you're my goddaughter. so (laughs) but we've you know this has allowed us to talk about these things that you know I know you're a writer and you're a very creative Mm -hmm. person too you've known I'm an artist but we never talked about these things before so you didn't know these stories either so it's just it's really nice just 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 to talk to you about this. And, and I look forward to hearing more about your writing.
0: So uh, Yeah, I would love to share there. Were, um, yeah, I definitely, I received the vision for my book kind of fully formed and unexpected and, and there were seeds, but it, it came and it wanted to be written. That felt really clear.
1: Um, yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, I can hardly wait because I know it's coming out soon. So.
0: It is. We're getting there. It's a, it's a slow process, but. Yeah.
1: Well, soon is relative. Yes. I, it must, to you, I'm sure it feels like, when is it going to be here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for your really, really well thought out questions and And for doing this it's it's really a wonderful service to the world Um, so thank you
0: thank you thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom and your vulnerability these are vulnerable spaces these are vulnerable stories I'm grateful
1: well you're very welcome it's been a joy
0: thank you and I thank you for exploring with us today. You can learn more about Catherine and her art at her website, KatherineJostin.com, and about the Global Art Project at GlobalArtProject.org. You can also find links to her work and information on resources she referenced in our show notes. I hope that today's conversation inspires you to play with spiritual practices in your daily life. If you do, I'd love to hear about it you can reach me via my website, laurenberdette.com. If you enjoyed the conversation, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. That will help other listeners to find us. And finally, our amazing music is from the album Solace by the band This Side of Eve. You can find this song and all of their music at thissideofeve.bandcamp.com. I'll be back next week with a new conversation. Thanks again.